This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Preston North End's playoff push is dead and buried as Sheffield United put the Lily Whites to the sword. Another season comes and goes for Preston. It's fair to say Ryan Lowe isn't too pleased. Afternoon, mate. You've uh, missed the last two games. Do you feel a bit out of touch with it or are you enjoying the summer being on the horizon and being out in the middle playing cricket again? Yeah, it's good to be back on this. I've been lost on a Monday morning recently. Well, we thought yeah. about doing one, didn't we? But it just felt wrong because you weren't there. And well, yeah, it never yeah. really entered my head to do one. I feel no. a bit of a fraud even being on this one, really. After snubbing Bramble Lane, snubbing the Blackburn Clash, it's worth noting, obviously, that that took some doing. I've not really been my same on the cricket field. No. <laughs> well, that's the sort of uh, excuse I'm... I'm plucking at currently because it's been a far from ideal start to the cricketing campaign. <laughs> um, played twice, obviously, it's got a combined amount of nine runs. Taken a couple of wickets. I've bowled okay. I've just been slightly luckless, but been on the wrong end of a couple of real hammerings as well. So we need to get back on track. Availability is slightly better for this week. So hopeful that uh, we can go to Grimsor and get a favourable result. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just go back to that. I've, I've been lost on a Monday, mate. Obviously, we, we're doing this on a Tuesday afternoon, currently. You don't know what day it is, do you, with the uh, bank uh, holidays? Well, we no, messed you around. Yeah, completely lost a plot. I, I ended up uh, doing Avon books last Monday. How? How does she do it? Yeah, she's done it for years. I don't know oh, why right. she does it. She just, um, every time I ask her why she does it, she always says, well, I've got my customers, Anta, and, you know, uh, she could have remained loyal to them, but... That's I mean, quite nice, in a way. Well, yeah, but more and more, I'm starting to do more and more of these of these rounds, me walking around the streets <laughs> delivering Avon books, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's not ideal. Wandering around with a with a backpack that you once wore to scouts all those years ago and <laughs> doing Avon books, it's a little bit degrading for a man of my age. But but yeah, um, it's good to be back talking absolute nonsense once again with you. Always, you did uh, 
show everybody what you can do on a cricket pitch on Wednesday. We had the pleasure of, for anyone who doesn't know, me and Adam play for rival clubs on a Saturday. But we had the pleasure of playing together for Preston North End Cricket Club on Wednesday. And you did all right, didn't you? Win? Well, we all... We won? Yeah, we did win. You always long and dream about potentially one day making your Preston North End debut. Um, and that happened for me last Wednesday evening uh, <laughs> at Witchingham Cricket Club against Grimsley, midweek 11. Uh, it was a special moment for all concerned. Um, I think the Preston North End team were uh, a little bit short, so George drafted myself and a lad called Isaac in, who, to those who go home and away with North End, would recognise his, his luscious locks and <laughs> ridiculously good looks. But anyway... He got a first ball duck, but yeah, yeah, we did all right, didn't we? We didn't, uh, we never really looked like losing the game. Oliver Lombardi, one of the youth lads, uh, was impressive with the ball. Um, yeah. He got some of the bat slightly agriculturally. Um, you were terrible to watch us ever, George, putting everyone to sleep uh, with bat in hand, but you got a nice 20. Um, and then I got 20 as well. Tell you what, we low ball particularly well. Minty PE on Twitter for those who don't know who Wheelow is. He bowled with um, epic, weren't with, it? Yeah, with a plum, yeah, uh, just tweakers really. Um, and it's never easy to do so on, on AstroTurf. You don't quite get the same, you know, purchase that you might do on grass, but yeah, he bowled with real Kind of length, didn't he? Yeah, he bowled with gay abandon, is what I was trying to say. Easy for me to say. But, I have um, no idea what yeah. word you've just said there. Gay abandon, it's just yeah. like, uh. It's a, a bit like just bowling with zest, really. All right. It's a good phrase. You should, you should include it in your articles. Gay abandon. Good phrase. But yeah, uh, it was a joy to play. And um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Are you playing this week? Yes, tomorrow. Don't know if we've got a team, so it might be another might be another late call, to be fair. Are you available? Not sure. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Are you playing? Chip it. It's quite yeah. a long way for me, that really. Quite a long yeah. way. Who knows? Ideal. Who knows? Yeah, just take it as it comes. Yeah. yeah, one point from 12 for North End after five wins in six, pretty much. Some's pressed the North End up that, doesn't it? Law you in. Indeed. Give you hope. Indeed. And then it all comes crashing down. Even even, even the Blackburn game, they couldn't have just lost. They had to had to draw and just take it to Sheffield. Oh, who knows? You know, we'll go and beat a hungover Sheffield team. Think again. Yeah. Bloody hell. What what have you met? Well, I know you've not been on either game, but just give us what you've made of highlights or things you've picked up on. Disappointing, um, really. Typical North End, really, isn't it? Uh, as you alluded to there. Um, I don't know. We allowed ourselves to lose ourselves in the emotion, didn't we, the last time I was on a podcast. I was I was absolutely convinced we'd absolutely give Blackburn a good hiding. And I was just praying we scored in the last minute because because that podcast would have been chopped up and broadcasted all over. Yeah, they were coming for you. An absolute fool, but... Um, you know, it's typical Blackburn to concede to us in stoppage time. It's typical of what they are, really. Um, and, and, you know, they've done exactly the same yesterday by getting a, a draw with Luton, only for the Hartek to commence at the Den next Monday. Um, yeah. Look, it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, I've not been on the game, so I, f- I find it hard to really get stuck into them, really. But, yeah, two tough games. Obviously, we went on a tough run, didn't we? Uh, we lost Alan Brown. Uh, Whiteman's not really been involved a great deal. And when he has been, he was particularly poor, especially against Swansea. So we've just got slightly unlucky with injuries. Our squad depth hasn't quite been there. 
Um, and I suppose that's that's the difference between missing out in the playoffs and getting in the playoffs. Consistency, squad depth, squad quality. And we knew and we knew we didn't quite have it, but we allowed ourselves to completely lose the plot and just dive head head first into these things because ultimately we are football fans and what are you if you're not going to um, allow yourself uh, to come to a crashing halt one day. But yeah, I think we all knew that it was a big ass, but yeah. we allowed ourselves to do it. Um, and look, we came up slightly short, um, but you know, for large parts of the of the campaign, it looked as if we'd be nowhere near the mix. And then, and then, yeah. and then you are in the mix, um, and then you just struggle to stay in that run. But it's what it is. It's typical North End. Mm. It was nice just to feel like it was a little bit possible, even if most of us in the back of our minds. Just like I've been sure Blackburn wouldn't get the top six all season, I was I never really felt like we would. No. You've just got to try and enjoy it, haven't you? If you're on a run like that. What's if you can't believe and what's the point? Just not good enough really, are we? You know, you you see the teams that are up there and we've we've been well beaten by most of them. So Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um and and a lot of people say, yeah, but we beat the nonsense at the bottom of the league and we beat those teams because they're rubbish. Uh, and then we played anyone remotely decent and we got beat. Not quite as as cut and dry as that. Mm. You know, we lost we lost Alan Brown. Yeah. Whiteman's not been involved as much. Um, Onoma hasn't been able to play uh, as much as we'd like uh, due to just general fitness as well. You know, we we just lost key players at key times, and and that's always going to catch up with you when you've got the squad depth that we do. Um, obviously, we had those nice fuzzy times beating teams. Um, it weren't particularly good, but you don't care, do you? Really? I mean, you play beat what's in front of you. Um, and Swansea away is a tough game, even even if you know, no matter what, it's a tough game midweek. It's one of them. Real tricky games against a good team who play some good stuff with good players and a goal scorer up front. And no matter where they are in the table, I know yeah. they sort of come through a they little can bit now. Do but, you. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's a tough game. Um, and then you go into a team top two, you're playing Blackburn, who, who are in the playoff mix. You know, there's excuses there. Millwall, tough games, these. Um, and a really tough run. So when you're not at your best, with your best players there, then you're going to tend to get found out ultimately. Although I wasn't at the Blackburn game and I wasn't at the Blades game, so um, it's tough to really get stuck into those games from my perspective. I feel a little bit like a fraud. So <laughs> take it away. What was it like um, Saturday? Well, I wasn't comfortable heading into it with this kind of idea that oh, Sheffield United are promoted. We'll go there. Be a nice, easy game. On the good side, aren't they? And, and people will have kind of talking as if they're going to be like steaming on the pitch. Like they probably had a few drinks on the night and then they've got back to it. They're bloody championship side, aren't they? So Professional footballers. Yeah. I never thought it was going to be a nice game, but they did look, they didn't look at full tilt and you just wanted to grab the Preston players like around the neck and say, what are you doing here? Because we were equally as lacklustre as them and no energy. You know, this one game you've got to get right up for. I know we've talked about fatigue and all sorts, 
but it was so sluggish and lacklustre. The running, like they looked laboured running. The passes had no care. There was the exact opposite of what you wanted to see. Like if they were going to lose, then go down with a proper fight, and so you can't run anymore. But it was feeble, really. You know, he's changed formation half time, got a goal back, and then the defending from there is just like stuff you you can't quite believe you're seeing. Like, have you seen the video of the second goal? Yeah. Yeah. Like what on earth? John Fleck running in like that. You could and then six minutes later it's in the back of the net again, and that's your season done, isn't it? You know, I did, I don't think we had to be excellent to win that on on uh, last weekend because like I said, I don't think they were bang up for it. But I think they with how poor we were, I think they they knew, you know, Heckingbottom probably said at half time, if you can just find five minutes of quality, you'll you'll put these away because you know, they're not at it at all. They're, they're a pretty average side. So, yeah, I bet, I, bet, I bet they could not believe how easy it was. You know, going into it, they probably thought, right, Preston are still in with it. They're going to come and make it horrible for us and tweeted during the game. Then I, it was just just so nice for Sheffield United. And that was the, that was a major disappointment. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Obviously, the highlights were a tough watch, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet we still looked like or appeared to create moments like they could have had a penalty yeah there was um, there was big space for like Johnson and Onima in the first yeah. half and you're thinking oh this, these are the two players you want in these pockets and then the last ball was never there and you know it just nothing worked on the day at all and body language is crap like loads of moaning in the first half passes going here and there all them fans there as, as well yeah but it's, a, it's been a major issue hasn't it the, playing the better teams in the league all season which you can't complain North End of mid-table because they've beaten the teams below them and got pretty much pummeled by the teams above them. Most, you know, the record against them top teams is just shambles in it. So we are where we are. Indeed. And that's the reason we are where we are. Come on to it then, shall we? This will be interesting. I enjoyed that rant actually from you there, George. Should do it more often. Why do you, why do you allow me to spiel on when you can convince I, I, I have a habit of getting a bit miserable over it all. And you, Brit, you get that balance perfect. You know, it's not the end of the world, is it, losing games? But, yeah, that was an annoying one, I thought. Really annoying. Well, Swansea was one of them. My last game. Awful defending. Um, you know, huge game. You're expecting them to be banged up for it. And then you're, you're way behind in it's after 40, 40 minutes and the game's done and you're done and your your season's more or less done. Yeah. But we can't get too het up over it, can we? Absolutely not. Let's get sent, stuck into these joyful comments from the manager. Uh, I sent you the press conference dinner yesterday. You did. You hadn't, you hadn't had a chance to, to listen. Yeah. Um, I'd obviously uh, uh, read your piece and I'd read the words, but the written word can be portrayed slightly differently to the spoken word. So I was keen to hear the tone uh, and I was keen to hear, listen to the words come out of Ryan Lowe's mouth. So I asked you to whiz the press conference over to me. So I... I'll listen to that. One thing's for sure, if you weren't miserable before it, you certainly were <laughs> after about 90 seconds of it. It was, um, yeah, it was it was a glum listen, I must admit. And it was a bit out of the blue. Like, most of this season, he's not really gone down that route, has he? He's tended to defend, you know, the powers that be and the budget and all that stuff. And I went into the presser, like, thinking, oh, we'll, we'll digest just our poor the team's been today and that'd be it. But became apparent 
pretty quickly that this was going to be like a, a full-on pretty much meltdown about everything and anything, weren't it? Players, owners, like the way it's run. He's not held back on a single thing. So at that point, you've got, you know, in my position, you've just got to forget the game really because that's the that's the more important stuff, isn't it? The manager coming out with stuff like he did. Yeah, um, it was it was unbelievable, really. Uh, I bet it must have caught you on the hop. Um, he started he started early, so obviously I've let Radio Lanks go. Then Tom goes from the paper, and you're thinking, you know, I meant to ask here, what's going on? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, them thoughts haven't just come about after that, have they? He's been they've been in his mind for a while, but you know, been winning games and stuff. Doesn't just come to you all that stuff. He's obviously been thinking about oh, it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It it's got no impact on results or no <laughs> tangible impact on results. But I always reckon that the best managers would always defend the players to the absolute hilt. Like you never hear Arsene Wenger, Alex Ferguson, Jose Mourinho come out and say, "Well, the players weren't up for it." Uh, it was always on them. Like they would always take the hit. And to be fair, that would have been easy to do for a 4-1 defeat. Yeah, the way he spoke about, you know, how the way that he's coaching them, they should be a good team, like a really good team. Um, I felt like it was... Um, I didn't enjoy it, I'll be totally honest. Um, he obviously made some comments that were true and well-founded. I also thought he spoke a lot of absolute garbage uh, in that press conference. He kept repeating the term mentality. Mentality, mentality, mentality. But mentality can only take you so far. Mentality, you can't... It's not a tangible not quantif- thing. Yeah. You can't measure. There's no yeah. list of players. Oh, this player's mentality is... Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, North End aren't in the playoffs. And North End aren't going up because ultimately they don't have the players to do so. Like All this nonsense about mentality, it's a buzzword. It's nonsense. It's... It's an excuse. It's um, it directly links to to quality, doesn't it, and, and experience. Yeah. And I like, hate it. Like one person, you'd maybe mentality links to like passion. I think you'd maybe give Ledson credit for that, but he was one of the worst performers on the day. So I'd, yeah, yeah. Like, like market insights aren't going to be able to go and look in the summer, finding five players with good mentality. You know, the I don't know. Well, how if you if you wanted those players, and you go and knock on Roy Keane's door, wouldn't you? and say, Roy, I know you've not played for nearly 20 years, but you fans come and play for Preston North End next season. <laughs> because Roy Keane had a great mentality. And Roy Keane won everything there was to win in the game, other than, obviously, an international level, because he was Irish. But I hate that. I hate that term. North End are only as good as the sum of their parts. Um, and, OK, he did mention that, that Risdale and Hemmings have backed him. Uh, and, obviously, the loanees might be on pretty decent wages. Um, and the loanees did quite well for him. You know, the January window, you'd have to reflect on a particularly good window for North End because they've got a goal scorer in Tom Cannon. And they've got Onomar, who, who OK, wasn't able to hit the hit the ground running because he wasn't of any um, level of mobility to do so. Uh, but came good in the end and he's sort of player that you want to keep on for next season. Um, and then you've got Delap, who promised plenty but wasn't quite up for it. Um, and then you start to bring in your players like Johnson back, um, who've been in the fringes. Um, Alan Brown was playing at wing-back and now he's in midfield. Um, and then, you know, Whiteman starts playing much better because he's playing with much better players. Hence why North End started to improve after January. 
Um, and then, okay, it slightly went went amiss towards the end of the season. But that's not mentality, is it? It's more to do with the fact that ultimately, you know, North Ham are missing Brown, they miss Wyman at the weekend, and they're missing all these players. So, so they're just not as good. Ledson, okay, he's, he he might have that mentality that Lowe alludes to, but ultimately, he's nowhere near as good. And therefore, results are going to be, aren't going to be quite as good as the as they will be when you've got the better players. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he spoke, he spoke a lot about mentality. Um, and I hated every word of it. But obviously, there were good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Some of it you were like, hold on. Like, for instance, if, you know, he's never going to do it because, you know, he wants to get paid. But if Ryan was to walk away, I don't know. I don't think there'd be many teams above us, you know, going and chasing Ryan Lowe. So that stuff about not wanting to be bang average and stuff, I don't think it's not as if the manager's up here and we're down there you know yeah. they're on a very similar level never managed in the Premier League never yeah. got into the playoffs so I don't I know it ended quite badly for Alex Neal but you always got the impression that he was um, he was a bit of a gem that we had yeah whereas I've never quite got that with Ryan Lowe I, I listened to that that interview for about half an hour obviously when it lasted um, I just I knew this before, but it just reaffirmed to me that we're we're merely a, a stepping stone to him. Like we're just uh, a stepping stone to get into the promised land uh, and try and get a massive job, and maybe even get the Liverpool job one day. But that's like the massive aim. Ultimately, we're just like a cog in his wheel. Ultimately, and yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy that particular tone that he had. Like, he's not hanging around to play mediocre mid-table stuff. Well, ultimately, Ryan, you've got a mid-table squad. So, okay, you can sort of berate the owners or um, or the chairman for not mess- for not giving you those players. But really, you had a good January window. Uh, and you also mentioned the fact that you've been back to the hilt by them. So, it, it, it was a tricky one. If you don't want to be mediocre, you're going to have to get better players through the door. It's as simple as that, really. Obviously, uh, he spoke well about how uh, you can't Ambition expect and, to do... Yeah, that was awesome, well, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's spot on when he when he said that you can't, basically, to, you can't go through the motions and just, just expect it to change. Spot on. Yeah, you can't go 12 months You need 12 better months. players. Yeah. Yeah. You need better players to do so. And that's window on window bringing in players who ultimately can they can be better and make you better. Uh, but North End have gone away from that. Uh, I think Ryan Lowe, to an extent, is culpable as well because... Yeah, because he wants incredible. it now and he's yeah. going players who are ready now. Yeah. yeah. He's really short-term in his way of going about it. Uh, and, that's, and that's okay, but it needs to work soon. If it doesn't work soon, then all of a sudden you're in a complete mess where your squad yeah. um, is what it is currently, uh, which is made up of loans. and Obviously, you've got the odd gem, but we're out of contract and all of a sudden it's just one big mess. Yeah. He's right in that regard, but he's also accountable a little bit for that as well. So um, it's a fine balance. Maybe it wasn't one to come out in the press and, and talk about. Maybe it was one for the boardroom to have a genuine frank discussion um, mm. instead um, obviously it's out there for everyone to see and yeah. talk about yeah 
and and there was good stuff in there. Um, and there'll be uh, a lot of people pleased that he's come out and aired his thoughts. Yeah, and, the reaction was positive from and, what I've seen. Yeah, like it was fair enough. It like, was that took bollocks. Oh yeah, of course it has. But again, you've got to also understand that this is also a PR exercise for Ryan Lowe. Like that wasn't good for North End as a club. Like that was purely no, players. Imagine players yeah. reading that. Oh, shall I go there? Yeah. This, shall I go there in this summer? They're going well. Everything's going nice there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, you don't know the motive behind. You it, love do you? Could be anything. Team. Only he will know the motive behind it. You know, was it was it a sack me? Was it a come and get me? Was it a give me more money? I don't think he's going to get the latter. So the big question is what next, really, isn't it? Because you know, North End is what it is. Like you said, if he's he must have known that coming in though. He yeah, of course he did. But he said that loads all, all season. But it, it was as if all belief in that room had just gone, and he was ready to jack it in. So they they will have to need they will have to have a chat and see you know if he is the right guy to to lead a team with very little money compared to the others. If he wants big money, then maybe Preston's not the club for him. But yeah, there were good things like he said, like that passion to to go higher. We can all resonate with that. Like that's really good stuff. And well, yeah. it's good that he's willing to to put that out there and stuff. You need to go in the right direction. Like you need to get ultimately. You keep going back to it, but you need to get better players. That's how you do it. Um, and he he ought to have come out really um, and slagged off the transfer methods. But again, he's accountable really, as well um, as Risdale and Hemmings. It's clear as day that we need to go back to the previous method of unearthing uh, young lads, nurturing them, and then hopefully you build a squad like we did under Neil that that really ought to have got playoffs and really could have gone up. I get the impression we're never going to do that with this current method. It's it's neither here nor there, is it? It's just really and you can't really relate to a team, can you? And players are just in and out and in and out and not really. Well, obviously, if you lose Johnson. Um, and you lose Whiteman, maybe, uh, who's coming to the end of his contract next year, then all of a sudden, like you've not really got any assets yourself. Yeah. So, Well, he's been here so nearly a, a year and a half, and he's going to look at his squad this summer to improve. And it's going to be pretty much what it was when he came in, with, apart from the people he got rid of. Yeah. You've only signed Woodman and Cornell. It's just like, maybe, maybe that's dawned on him. Maybe he's thought, bloody hell, I've been here all this time, and... We're still mid-table, and I've still got all these positions to strengthen. From the outside, you, you know, you thought he was the one really pushing the loans, but the tune after Sheffield, maybe, I don't know. I always thought he'd he would be really keen to get the young Premier League lads in, and you don't know, do you? Maybe he's he's had to do that, but yeah, not an ideal press conference going into the summer, is it? So it's messy that. Well, I mean, if you're Johnson, really, in that who who's got a decision to make. I don't know whether it'll be offered a contract, but it would be utterly remiss of us if we didn't offer him one. If you're reading those comments off the manager um, about how your mentality's all wrong and how you're ultimately culpable for not being in the playoffs, then you'd be off, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Because there's no doubt that he's good enough to go on and play um, in the higher echelons of the championship. Um, and he's probably only got one big contract left in his career and, and you're not going to hang around and play for a bloke who's, who's spouting that nonsense in the press here you wonder what the dressing room is made of all that stuff bang average play not bang, bang average players but bang average team and all stuff like that it's... a bang average team who's not got it upstairs to go higher 
Cheers, Gaffer. I just got to beat to a team who's going to be playing at Premier League next season, pal. Cheers. <laughs> and the point is that I know he's saying he wants he wants to be where Sheffield United are, but the team they first went up with was assembled with lads on freeze, weren't it? Like 29, 30 year olds. That's yeah. what Wilder did. And then, then you get in there and if you come back down, you've got all the money to go again. Burnley have done that. And Luton and Coventry are showing that you, you can still do it in this day and age. Get the right signings for little money. You know, you don't have to have massive... Maybe he's wanting a couple for two million and stuff like that, which you know, I think we were guilty not giving that Alex Neil, weren't we? But yeah, if, if Ryan Lowe's after massive money signings, then he'll have to have a real think about whether this is where he wants to be. So who knows? We'll be fine, won't we? Well, crash, yeah. North End will still be here long after Ryan Lowe. So, yeah, if it's not worked out for him, then farewell. But it'd look a bit odd if he walked away, wouldn't it? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, factor maybe to consider as well is the fact that Plymouth are up, aren't they? So, you might be looking there and thinking, that could have been me, that. Uh, and like our two squads probably aren't that different. So, we're thinking... Like, I could have been a hero at Plymouth and, like, assured myself as a legend there for years to come uh, and bought myself loads of time in the Championship um, and I could ultimately overtake Preston in no time. So, maybe that's a regret for him. Who knows? And his mates getting all the praise and all the bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll get dogs abuse there next season, won't he? Christ. It's rum at the best of times, Plymouth. I've never been. Have you been? No. No, uh, but I've heard some stories about it being pretty, uh, pretty bleak Loose. down there. So, uh, yeah, it's a tick for me next season. A couple of real up. long distance. Stay over job that won't it? Yeah, I think we're getting a bus actually. You've planned it already. Yeah, one of Laurie yeah, Brown's tours. Wow, excursions. So, uh, yeah, will Ryan be there for it? Who knows? Stopping overnight. Well, yeah, who knows? But um, but you'll be there if he is there. Crikey, he'll get absolute. He'll get absolute big licks, won't he? Don't think he'll get involved in any fighting, though. Can't see that. No. Couldn't ever imagine any outcome where that happens. <laughs> Sunderland at home. Do you have any uh, any recollection of the early days? Because obviously we've only had one in the last yeah. 15 years, have you? Right, I'll chuck this at you yeah. there. Back yourself. Yeah, I really, I really fancy this. Maybe you've got this game in mind. October 2006, Sunderland at home. 3-2. Was it 4-1? 4-1. Yes, 4-1. Was, was there a 3-2 or have you made that up? Yeah, we beat them 3-2 on the New Year's Day, I think, the year before. Creswell scored a hat-trick. I watched it on the cop. The cop was split that day, I think. And I, I watched yeah, Jan, it on the cop. First of Jan 2005. Yeah. Great knowledge. Creswell, Creswell, Creswell. I only, really, I only really remember games from like six or seven, but you remember from like four or five, which is seriously impressive. <laughs> um, Roy Keane was in charge and he got them up this season that we beat them 4-1 at Deep Dale we beat them away as well Nugent scored the only goal um, but they were awful that day can you remember Sam any goal Whaley, scorers yeah Whaley. Whaley scored there was an old goal in there <laughs> yeah there was unreal seven year old Adam remembering this superb yeah these are my halcyon days watching North End really it's on the finny with me mum and and, uh, and brother and sister. Yeah, so the own goal was 3-0. Three, three Whaley was 4-0. Yeah. 
And then... My sister had a crush on Carlo Nash, by the way. So he didn't. That's why she came along. Well, yeah, look at Ernie Carlo. Absolutely incredible looking man, yeah. Great. Hair. Better than Isaac, I not Get the impression Isaac always longed to be Carlo Nash. Yeah. But again, didn't we all? Who else scored that day? Let's have a think. You've got 60 seconds of our Zoom meeting. Dickio. Yeah, Dickio. Dickio 1-0. Uh, Grezer. Graham Alexander scored. 4-1. Boom. Yeah, penalty. Dean Whitehead scored the on goal for Sunderland. That is genuinely astounding. Yeah. Have a bit yeah. of that. All you doubters yeah. out there. All you doubters. Big two fingers. Right, oh, we'll do one after Sunderland, and that'll be us for an enjoyable Forever. first season of this, do you reckon? Yeah, we'll do it. maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, well, who knows? Uh, we'll talk about that on Sunderland mm. episode. Once we beat the Black Cats, stop oh, their thrashing. promotion, George. Oh, yeah. They're getting, done. They're getting seriously right. done. Yeah. Big time. They're getting battered. Cheers, mate. You can go your own way, Tony Mowbray. <laughs> the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV you're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points result order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app are you in? at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network TalkSport powered by fans